0: entrepreneurs do. Thank you for tuning in and joining another one of our shows. It's a lot of fun to host this show and I am constantly learning so much by having to push myself forward to get this program done. I have interviewed over a hundred fascinating people who are entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, people who just have that entrepreneurial spirit and it's helping me grow my business. And I hope for those of you who are regular listeners Or those of you who just tune in once in a while to listen to a show because the topic sounds interesting, I'm hoping that you are finding little nuggets of information that are inspiring you and motivating you and helping you take your business to the next level. I hope that everybody in this community is either already or is on their way to being a top performer. And that's sort of what I want to talk to you about today is peak performance and, and what it is to perform at that high level. So I have spent the last several days as the master of ceremonies and the opening speaker for a group of top performers in the financial services and insurance industry. And I got to tell you, these people, they have their stuff together. These are the people who are out there making things happen. And when you get to spend time with people who are performing at the highest levels you can't help but walk away having learned just a little bit more. So for me, I mean, it's wonderful because I like what I do and I get to be on stage and I get to introduce all the speakers and sort of be the host of the entire event. But I also get to be a student. I get to sit there and listen to all the speakers who get up and share their incredible stories with the audience. I get to spend time on the breaks talking to you know these 300 plus people and their spouses who are here. Hungry to learn more and to take their businesses to the top level and what's interesting is they're already the top level They are the top of the table in their industry and yet they are here with a desire To learn more to find new ways to do things to tweak what is already the best of the best and find a way to make it better And and I gotta tell you that's inspiring When you get to hang out with people who are making millions of dollars a year who are saying I want to find ways to do it better and yet at the same time they're interested in what I do, right? I don't I'm not part of their industry and and that's sort of a a flukey thing for what I do is every single week that I get to speak at a conference, I'm with people in different industries. I'm with people who own truck stops, I'm with people who manufacture concrete blocks, I'm with lawyers, I'm with people in the insurance business, I'm with people in financial services. And they You know, they don't look at me as an outsider. They actually welcome me into their communities for the several days that their conferences go on. And it's always interesting. It's always different. But I love the fact that the people who are doing the best in their careers have a lot of similar traits. So I decided I would write down what were the 10 traits that I see in people who are peak performers. And I thought today I would share these with you, and I'm confident that those of you who are listening, you already have these traits because those people who communicate with me, who are the listeners of cool things entrepreneurs do, you are already the peak performers or you are on your way to being the top of your industry. So let's go through this list and and just kind of talk about what each of those traits are and sort of what I've done in my own career, and I'm certainly not calling myself a peak performer, but... I have a lot of fun with what I'm doing, and I am actively growing my business every single day, trying to do new things on on a, on, a, on a daily and a weekly and a monthly and quarterly basis that just makes it a little bit more profitable and a little bit more efficient, a little bit more productive, and a lot more fun to run the little business, the little solopreneur business that I started six and a half years ago. So I have 10 tips or 10 traits of people who are peak performers that I'm going to share with you. And I would love it if you have extra traits that you think, Tom, you left some out. This list should have been 15. If you'd go ahead and send me a tweet and let me know at Tom, at Tom singer, that there were a couple of extra traits that maybe I didn't notice. Or if you disagree with something that I, I say, or you think something was a little repetitive from something I've done in another, another show, let me know. I am trying to make this a community where There's a benefit for all of us, not just me. It's not just me getting on a microphone and talking for 20 minutes or interviewing somebody and, you know, making it all about me. I'm trying to provide something here that helps all of us learn. So these are Tom's 10 tips for what it is to be a peak performer. And number one, and a lot of this is what I'm seeing here at this conference. So I have to give kudos to the people I've spent this week with. Number one is peak performers are confident. These people know that they're doing something that sets them apart, that puts them in the top 1% of their industry. Now, they're not cocky about it. They're just confident. They know that when they show up to provide the products or services that they sell, when they show up at a conference and they're here to learn and to share with their community, they know that they bring something to the table. They're not waiting for somebody to invite them to a chair and sit at the table they walk up and take a chair, and they're not pushing anybody aside. They just know where they belong, and I'm trying very hard in my own career to do that. You know, when, when I started off, you know, there's always a little bit of cockiness, I think, if you want to do some sort of a career that puts you out in front of people, but you don't have anything to back it up, and, and I was always a little nervous that maybe, maybe I was a fraud when it came to being a professional speaker, and I'll tell you, the first time I was asked to be a Master of Ceremonies, I, I didn't know if I had what it took. But now I've been doing this for six and a half years, and, and I don't want to be cocky about it. I don't want to sit here and go, I'm a really good speaker, because that's subjective. What I do for a living, speaking, it's like being an artist. You could walk into a museum and look at a Picasso and say, that absolutely moves me. and Someone else could stand next to you and think, a kindergartner could have drawn that. What the heck? That's just a bunch of colors and squiggly lines, and people don't have nine eyes and three boobs. What is that? Come on. But the reality is, is it's subjective. So what speaks to one person is eh, to somebody else. And that's true when you look at people who make their living as trainers and speakers. Some people in the audience, I I see it all the time in the evaluations that get filled out. Sometimes someone in the audience will say, I am so glad that you hired Tom. It it set the tone for the whole event and it it changed my time at the conference. Where someone else will say, not sure whose idea it was to hire him. Now fortunately for me, Most of them are on the positive side, but every now and then somebody says something negative, but I've become confident enough that I realize that that's okay. Not everybody is going to like me. Not everybody's going to say, yeah, that speaker was the one that I really thought was the best and it's okay because more of the positives come back. So I now have that confidence in my career that I belong here. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm doing what I should be doing. And so think about that for what you're trying to accomplish. When you start, it's gonna be a little scary. You have to stick your toe in the water and then you have to just jump right in. And at first, you're not gonna have that confidence. But when the time comes that you're at the top level, that confidence comes along. Now, I also think you have to watch out to be cocky and I hope I don't come off as cocky like, oh, I'm so great because I'm still learning and I'm still trying and I'm out there just trying to serve my clients. But confidence is a real key trait of the people who are performing at their peak. The second trait is peak performers, those at the top, they are constantly looking for ways to learn. To me, leaders are readers. And I know it's an old cliche, but it is true. When I look at the people who are really excelling, they are the ones who are telling me what the greatest business book they read this year is because they've read five, six, seven, 10, 15 books. They're also constantly reading newsletters and things that are coming at them from the internet. They're not you know, saying, oh, I have too much spam. They're sorting through all of that and finding the nuggets of information. And these are the people who are going to To conferences now. When I go to these conferences, you can always tell there's some people in an industry who who are showing up at at a conference because they're new, but the peak performers are also showing up, and I see it in the National Speakers Association. Sometimes people will say to me, "Oh, I got some advice that uh, the National Speakers Association there's the real speakers aren't there." Well, try and tell that to people like Mark Sanborn, who is one of the you know legends in our industry, who is a former president of the National Speakers Association, and the guy goes every year. There are so many people who are making hundreds of thousands of dollars, millions of dollars a year in their business who still go to their trade associations Every single year, we see it at the National Speakers Association in the fact that they show up and when you ask them, you know, Hey, Willie Jolly, why do you still come to the National Speakers Association? It's because he learns something. Sometimes he learns it from the main stage. Sometimes it's in a breakout and sometimes it's in those hallway conversations, talking to other people. One of my mentors, a guy named Jim Pancero, who is a legendary sales trainer. Jim always is talking to the new people. That's how he became sort of my mentor is the first year I ever attended. He had a conversation with me over a beer and year over year, he shares information with me. But the reason he does that isn't because he's benevolent because he is, he's very nice, but because he also learns from the new people who he talks to because the world is changing. A lot has changed in the 30 plus years that he has been a speaker and a sales trainer. And by, by always being around new people, he's getting new and fresh ideas. Jim has tons of videos online that are very modern and very new and very hip. For a guy who's been doing this for a long time, he didn't shy away from new things like video. And the reason is, is he's constantly open to learning. So that's why I always say that, you know, if you want to attend your industry event, go in with an open mind and realize that you don't know what that nugget of information is, but if you're a top performer and you're making a lot of money and you can find a way to tweak it just 2 3%, that can have a serious impact on your bottom line year over year over year. So continuous learning is another trait of those at the top. The third one is kind of hand-in-hand hand with that that people who are performing at the peak levels, they're open to new ideas. So not just are they learning, but they're listening and they're observing and they're watching for what is happening out there that's new. The peak performers don't steer away from new technology. They embrace it. They jump in and grab it. They want to have that new idea. And so I'm speaking at this conference of peak performers and people said to me before I came, Tom, you know, Why do they want to hear about networking? If they're in the financial services and insurance industry and they're at the top of the table, they already know how to network. Well, everybody who I've met here is looking for just that one little thing. They're open to what I'm going to say that's a little bit different than maybe what they heard from another speaker. And that's what happens when you want to keep growing is you don't assume you know it all. What you do when you're at the top is you know you don't know it all and you're open to finding that new nugget. The fourth trait of peak performers is they share their success, and they're always looking for ways to help others. I've said it on the show many times before. Heck, I said it in the last episode, and that is the quote from Zig Ziglar that says, you can have anything you want in this world if you just help other people get what they want in this world. So I was in a meeting one time, and I was talking about something of how I always talk to my clients and I did it last night, about how can I help you vet speakers for future events. And I tell them that I'm very fortunate. I have friends and colleagues who are awesome speakers, who, who aren't celebrities. And so if they want recommendations, I can give them two or three names and, and make introductions and they can check out their videos. And oftentimes that leads to other people getting hired. And I was sharing this with some other speakers and one person said, I don't have enough time to promote my own business. How do you find time to promote other people? And he missed the point. The point is, is that by promoting other people, I'm helping my own business because it's those people who I help find business, not all of them because not everybody knows how to reciprocate and not everybody can. But when you go out and serve others and and help them succeed, what happens is some of them will come back and help you. They'll, they'll have it as an obligation that if you referred them business, they want to find a way to do the same back. And it's not just the people who you refer business who matter. Because you see, there's a lot of givers out there in the world who want to help you succeed. But the problem is there are so many takers. There are so many people who are focused on just their own stuff all the time. Me, 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 that the givers, the givers are getting tired of it. And so what you have to do is you have to be a giver so that the givers will see you out there serving others. Then they'll find their way to come help you because too many of the givers have been burned. And so they're watching. They're watching to see who's out there helping other people. And when they see it, they think, you know what? That's somebody that I can refer. So often you'll help person one, person two, person three, and you'll think, what? How come they haven't helped me? But it's person four who you may not even know, who has seen the actions that you've taken, who comes through with the referral, who can really change your life. But really, it's, it's not just about getting the business. It feels real good when you can go and serve others. So one of the headliners at this conference that I'm at was the comedian Louis Anderson. And I gotta tell you, after 30 years or 40 years as a comic, he's still very funny. And he ended his talk with a message. And that was that he has got to live out his life as a professional comedian and he was very grateful and he let the audience know how grateful he was for how much everybody laughed and he ended it by saying go out there because and, and do what you love and, and help other people and he said because when you serve others they'll serve you that's what a peak performer does the fifth trait the fifth trait is Peak performers know what they want. They are not wishy-washy. They don't overthink. They don't sit around saying, well, if I go and try that, what will someone else think? They don't sit around second-guessing every single move. They know what they're trying to accomplish in their career, and they take the steps to actually make it happen. That's what peak performers do. Is that what you're doing in your career? I know it's not what I do all the time in my career. I'll be honest with you. I constantly find myself struggling, struggling with this whole thing of overthinking, of, of not really doing what I need to be doing. And I know that that is holding me back. I know that my indecisiveness is one of the things that's keeping me from reaching my full potential. So I ask you, what are you striving for? And are you decisively going for it? Because that's what you have to do if you want to be the person who reaches that top level of their ladder. The number six trait I see in peak performers is they're looking to the future. They're not wallowing in the past. They're not looking at their glory days of their top year ever and saying, well, there was that one year that I was the top salesperson at IBM. Hey, if that was 30 years ago, Don't worry about it. Move on. You know, if it's last year, that's still current. But a lot of people I see are always telling me about what they did in the past, not the peak performers. The peak performers are very focused about what they're going to do in the future. And if it takes going and getting education, if it takes finding a new idea, if it takes helping enough other people get what they want in order to find it, they're going to do it because they're looking to tomorrow and everything they do is focused on what they can do next to make sure that they're growing their business, they're growing their career, and they're finding more opportunities. So the peak, peak performers are are looking to the future. Number seven, they do what they say they're going to do. It's very rare that I find somebody who I admire as somebody at the top of their game who tells you that they're going to make an introduction who doesn't follow through. But so many other people don't have what I call follow-through DNA. They tell you, wow, I really enjoyed you. I'm going to introduce you to my boss. I'm going to refer you to my association to be the speaker there. And I get all excited when people tell me they're going to like introduce me to people. They're going to make these introductions. They're going to help me get the next gig. And then they get back to their office, and they get busy, and they forget about me, and they forget about the promises that they made. The people who are doing the best, I think— I think those people when they tell you they're going to do something they follow through and I try really hard to do this but you know what we're all human and there's going to be times you're going to drop the ball and that's I don't know that it's okay but that's just part of life but when you put it all out on a scale. Are you a person who tells people, hey, let's do lunch, I'll call you next Thursday, and you never call them back? Is that what you're known for? Hey, of course I'll show up at your networking event. If you put on a party, it's important to me, and your name tag sits there all alone on the table, never claimed. Are you that person, or are you the person who, when you tell somebody you're going to do something, they can mark it down in pen because they know that you're going to follow through? I think we have to do that. We have to be people who will follow through and do what we say we're going to do. That little piece, that follow through DNA, is so important. Now, I've got a couple of more traits here, but before I can actually get there, I've got to thank our sponsor because without the sponsor, this episode is impossible. And the sponsor of this show is Podfly Productions. And Podfly, they take the headaches out of starting your own podcast. I know a lot of you want to have a podcast. You listen to my show, you listen to other people's shows, and you think, if Tom can do it, I could do that. But you don't even know where to start. Well, that's the great thing about Podfly Productions. Podfly does all the heavy lifting. They do all the technical work so that all you have to do is sit down and record your shows. You will sound great thanks to Podfly. If you make a stumble along the way, they'll make the edit. The audience won't even know. What you don't know is that in the middle of this episode, my wake-up call came in my hotel room, and I stumbled around and tripped over the table trying to get there to answer the phone, and I was kind of laughing. Podfly took it out. And all of a sudden, you don't know when that wake-up call came because it didn't interrupt the flow of this show. So if you want to start a podcast... Just check them, check them out, see what they have to say, call them and have a conversation. They're really, really nice people. Go to podfly.net slash cool things and see the offer that they have for you. So the next thing, the next, I have three more tips here about what it is to be a peak performer. And number eight is they are excited to meet new people. Peak performers are networkers. Now that does not mean that they are extroverts. Because being a great networker and building connections with people has nothing to do with being an introvert or an extrovert. Our society has given extroverts kind of this pedestal that somehow they are so much better at networking. But I'm going to let you in on a secret. Introverts are better networkers. And the reason is introverts will ask more questions, and they'll listen closer to what the other person said. Now, I can say this because I'm an extrovert. I have to work at being a better listener. It's really easy for me to talk, 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 because I'm an extrovert. I'm naturally wired that way. But in order to be good at building relationships, you have to learn to listen. Introverts do it so much more naturally that they're actually better at building long-term and mutually beneficial relationships. So you don't have to be an extrovert to create a really good long-term mutually beneficial network with people who want to see you succeed. And the top performers, whether they're introverts or extroverts, they do such a good job at creating these relationships and meeting people and finding ways to connect the dots. And when they also have that mind of serving others and they're open to new ideas and they're continuously learning, bringing more people into their world, all that does is spur them forward at meeting all of these other traits that we've talked about. So Go to conferences. If you want to be more successful in your industry, get around the people in your industry. You know, the famous Jim Rohn had the great quote that you hear all the time. And the reason you hear it all the time is there's a lot of truth to it. And that is that you are the sum when it comes to who you are kind of at your core. You are the sum of the five people who you spend the most time with on a daily basis. Now think about that for a minute. You are the sum of the five people you spend the most time with every day. So if you're hanging out with people who are driven, who are success, who are at the top, that's going to pull you up. If you're hanging out with people who are naysayers, who are negative, who just want to sit around and and complain about everything, that's who you're going to become. So you need to constantly be surrounding yourself with great people who are pushing you to be more and you got to be adding more people into your life. So you're finding new people who are giving you sort of new ideas and and fresh inspiration. And that's what these peak performers do. So uh, number nine is top performers know how to sell. And I don't care if they're a salesperson. Those at the top understand that all of us, all of us are in sales. And I talked in the last episode about how excited I was to have a life as a salesperson. And you might say, well, Tom, wait a minute. You're a professional master of ceremonies and speaker and podcast host. What do you mean that you're a professional salesperson? At the end of the day, if I'm not selling my services, my kids go hungry. I have to be out there finding ways to get people to choose me in the big world of the competition that I face. And I'll tell you, there's a lot of great speakers out there. There's a lot of great people who can be a master of ceremony. There's great coaches. There are people out there doing amazing things in my industry. And yet I have to go out there and get a certain percentage of the clients to hire me or I can't pay my mortgage. So I am a salesman first. Everything else has to come second because without clients, I don't have a business. So you have to embrace selling. And I know that's scary for a lot of people. So many people tell me that sales is a scary thing. It is. And the reason it's so scary, it's because it comes with a lot of rejection. So many people just ignore you or worse, they say no to you when you're trying to sell to them. And yet, if you don't get some no's, you're never going to get to the yes's. It's partially a numbers game. You have to make the ask and you have to make the ask with that passion that what you're providing is valuable. And so you have to learn to be a salesman. If you want to get to the top, you have to get over that fear. You have to figure it out. And I'll tell you, I've spent my career as a salesperson and it still freaks me out. So many people think, oh, I wish I could just email people and they would send me contracts. Well, I wish that too. You know, I wish I could sprinkle fairy dust over the world of meeting planners and they would all hire me to be on their stage, but it doesn't work that way. You have to do the sales. And so I challenge you, if you don't see yourself as a salesman, go get some books on sales. Give me a call and we'll talk about what it takes to do sales. I don't mind chatting with anybody. You know, you just have to get your hands around. Sales is not a bad thing. I do a lot of coaching for like lawyers and bankers and other professional services people. And a lot of them think, no, 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 I'm here to do good work. Yes, you are. I'm not saying that good work isn't part of your job, but if you can't sell it, there's no one to do good work for. And if you're competitive, and I know a lot of you are, if you're competitive, realize that if you aren't learning about sales all the time, you're leaving money on the table, which means somebody else is winning. So the top performers in every industry, even if they're not in a sales oriented industry, they are selling, they're selling themselves, they're selling an idea. And that's what you have to do to be on top. And the number 10 trait, the last trait I find when I look at people who are really peak performers is that they're nice. That's right. The people at the top are nice. Last night I was walking through the hallway at this conference where I was at, returning to my room, and I was specifically looking for somebody who I hadn't yet met. So I was kind of looking at the name tags to see if I could find this person whose first name was Mark. And so I'm kind of walking through the halls and I'm just darting my eyes around, looking at people's name tags, hoping I'm going to see someone named Mark because maybe he's the person who I was supposed to meet that they had told me to seek him out. And so I'm walking along and all of a sudden I see somebody and his name was Paul. And yet on his name tag, it said Austin, Texas. And so I I couldn't resist it. I walked up and I said, Paul, excuse me. I said, I was actually looking for somebody else, but I see on your name tag that you live in Austin. I live in Austin. Well, his first thought was, you know, that I was part of his industry. And then he realized that I was the speaker and master of ceremonies. And we just had this huge conversation. And his wife came up, and she was delightful. And we had so much fun chatting. And all of a sudden, they asked me, kind of as the conversation was wrapping up, whereabouts I lived? And they lived kind of nearby. They actually lived in the Dripping Springs area. And I looked at them, and I said, Pious Pizza, because they live in Dripping Springs. They had to know Pious Pizza. And they lit up like a Christmas tree, and we laughed. I mean, we almost hugged over how great this pizza was. And as I walked away, I thought, not only was it fun to talk about Pious Pizza, if you're ever in Austin, Texas, get in the car and drive out to Dripping Springs and eat one of these pizza pies, because you'll understand what we were talking about. But the other thing was, is they were just such nice people. They could have been like, yeah, whatever. Go away, kid, you bother me. Because they were very successful, top of the table level people. I'm not even from their industry. I'm just the guy who's up there on stage. And yet they took an interest in me and we went looking for things that we have in common. Where do you live? Where do you do that? And we laughed. And we found something we both loved. We found that uncommon commonality, as Adam Grant calls it. And we got to the point where if I see them in the hall again today, we're going to talk some more. And the reason for that is... They're nice people, and nice people like to talk to other nice people. I like to think I'm a nice person, and that's really what makes the world go around. There's enough jerks out there. Now, when I tell people that one of the top thing, top traits of a top performer is they're nice, people will start telling me, well, let me tell you about my boss. He's very successful. He's at the top of our industry, and he's a jerk, or my neighbor's a jerk. Yes, there's exceptions to every one of these rules, You know, rule number one was confident. Yeah, there's a lot of people who are at the top who aren't confident. Uh, Rule number two was they're continuous learners. Yeah, there are people who are successful who don't try to learn anything new. Number three, they're open to new ideas. Yeah, there's people who are successful who shut everything out. Uh, They seek to help others. I got to tell you, there's exceptions to that rule. There are people who want to drag others down. They want all the success for themselves, but I don't think that's the norm. I think those are the exception. Rule number five was they're decisive. They're not wishy-washy. They know what they want. Some people fall into success. They don't have a roadmap, but money just seems to, to fall out of the sky for them. But I think that the, the mass majority really are focused. Rule number six was they look to the future. Sure, there are people who make a lot of money and who we think are the top, who wallow in their glory days of yesterday. Rule number eight, seven was uh, they do what they say they're going to do. Heck, we can all find exceptions to that. Number, the next one was excited to meet new people. There are grumpy people who don't like others who are successful uh, and they know how to sell. Yeah, I'm sure you could point out a lot of examples of people who can't, but the reality is most of them do all of those things, and most of them are really nice when you meet them. They have really big hearts, and I think that's great that to succeed in this world, you have to have a good heart. Don't be the exception. Don't be the jerk who makes it to the top. Join the crowd and be the one who has those traits, all of those traits of the top performers. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode of what I think it takes to be a peak performer. Uh, Join us on the Facebook page. Go to Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do and join the conversation. Let me know that you're there. Send me an email or a tweet saying that you listen to these episodes. Hey, and the last thing is, I'm in the process of putting together a group coaching program called the Cool Things Program. And what I'm trying to do is just get a handful of people who want to get together every week and do a little Google Hangout. Once a month, I'll do a one-on-one coaching. The cost for this is only $225. And the reason for that is I want to make sure that I am providing way more value than you're going to get. And if you join early and it fills up and, and we end up raising the price for people to come in later, you will never pay more than $225 a quarter, as long as we keep this program going. If this interests you at all, send me an email. I'll be honest, I haven't gotten a whole ton of emails. If we don't get, you know, 10 people, we won't start the program. But if we get enough people who say, yeah, you know, I, I, I want to be a peak performer. I want to have these types of conversations, and I'll play in your pool. Let me know that you want to play. I don't have a website to send you to. I'm just kind of testing the waters to see if this is something people want to do. So let me know if it's something that you want to do, and we'll set it up. If I don't hear from enough people, that's all right. I'm trying new things, and trying new things is one of those traits that I talk about. So anyway, thank you very much for listening all the way to the end of this show. I have so much fun being your host. I hope you enjoy the episodes. Go tell a friend. If you like cool things entrepreneurs do, go tell another person who has that entrepreneurial spirit. And then if you really like it, jump over to iTunes and leave a review because that means so much. I read every single review that comes in and it really, really matters to me. So thank you very much. I'm going to be back in a couple of days with another interview with somebody really cool. And in the meantime, I want you to go out there and have a great day. Thank you for being part of the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast. Without your participation and listening to these conversations, there is no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter at, at @TomSinger. This podcast was produced in part by podfly.net. Podfly, passion for great sounding podcasts. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-sweetradio.com.